You want to know how I'd score some great new headshots if I was broke? Well, stick around, because I am about to spill some tea. <laughs> As an actor, your most important marketing tools are your headshots followed closely by your showreel. But when you're just dipping your toes back in the water, or maybe you're diving back in after a long hiatus, or maybe you just want to change up your look, it can be tough to know where to begin. And very expensive. And you definitely don't want to fall into the trap of making costly mistakes. But would you believe me if I told you that you can actually snag some great headshots without spending a dime? Well, believe it or not, it's true. And in this video, I am going to to share some of my top tips and tricks on how I'd get my headshots done if I were starting from scratch without a budget. Are you ready? Let's go. So how much does it cost to get your headshots done? Well, it could be anything from a few hundred to a couple of grand for a single session. And let's be clear here, shelling out more doesn't always mean you're going to get better headshots. And actors' headshots are a whole different ballgame when you compare them to corporate gigs, beauty shots, or your average show portrait. Each one has its own vibe, its own purpose, and demands its own kind of magic. Plus, styles and tastes can change a lot depending on where you're based and what the market is like. As actors, we usually need new headshots every two to three three years. Heck, you might even need new ones more often if you decided to, I don't know, change the shape of your beard or cut your hair or transform your body shape. Or maybe you're fresh off from a role where you had to switch up your look and you want to add that character to your portfolio. Long story short, there are a whole bunch of reasons why we actors might need some new headshots. So you might be wondering, how can you dodge those expensive mistakes while figuring out what's best for your career? First off, you gotta understand the market you're competing in. The look of headshots and showreel materials can vary a lot from place to place. How do you find out what's what? Well, if you're in the US or Canada, Backstage is a fantastic place to start your research. No membership needed. If you're in Europe, Filmmakers is your go-to. And the best part? Both are free to browse. Come with me over to my computer and I will show you not only how to look for headshots on both sites, but also what you should be looking for. Okay, so here we are at Filmmakers and what you want to do is, this is obviously my profile, but what you want to do is go up to Cast and then you would go to whatever region you're in. I'm in Germany, so Germany, Austria, Switzerland. Then you would, obviously, the best thing to do is choose for people that are your type. So for me, female. Acting age is about 40, let's say 44 to 54. Uh, current residents, languages. Oh, let's narrow this down even more because there are almost 4,000 results to English. English, uh, native, narrow it down even more. So I'm truly coming up against people who are my type, who would be my competition. And then you just start going through and, and looking at pictures that jump out to you and why. So I like her picture. Um, and don't judge it at first. Uh, she's interesting. I know that Monica gets a lot of work, so she's also very interesting. Um, Isabel Mann works a lot. All very interesting because these are not native speakers, but that's okay. 
Um, Michelle Glick, I know her. She's in my agency, as a matter of fact. But what matters is, is that you look at the pictures that are jumping out to you, what makes a good headshot. This, for instance, I don't personally find makes a good headshot at all. I mean, it's, first of all, she's got that huge strand of hair covering her face. Second of all, it's a really uh, flat background. She's well lit, and I think if her hair were not in her face, you could have done something with the background, perhaps in Photoshop, just to darken it up a bit, um, make her face more the focal point of this. Again, here, her face and the background are almost the same exact color. That's definitely not something you want. You want your face to be standing out. Here, she has way too much headroom, so she's coming in smaller than she should be. This one, her face is not well lit enough. This one, her face is overexposed. So these are all things you're going to get used to. The more you look at headshots, the better the better you'll be. Let's see. I think this is a great headshot, actually. Yes, look at that. That's a great headshot. You can see her. She's barely wearing any makeup. She's got a really nice natural expression. She is definitely the focal point, although she's not doesn't look like she's in a studio at any rate. Um, it's That's a really nice picture. Okay, so that's what I would do here in Europe and in my region. Now, if I were in America, I would go to Backstage and find Talent, search Talent Database. This is all free, by the way. I mean, obviously, I belong to filmmakers, but anybody can look because I've checked it on my other browser. And then again, you just go through, pick whatever gender is appropriate for you. And let's say 44 to 54 again, 54 union status. We'll just say any union type. Uh, let's go for Los Angeles. Why not? Obviously, we want them to have everything. They should be professional actors, local. Sure, has a passport, has a driver's license has the ability to self-record. Let's look at that. There's still going to be thousands of actors that fit that, I'm sure. Oh, is that it? That's crazy. Only 104? I can't believe that. 108 actors? That's crazy. Well, there you go. And then you just start looking. You can see the difference here uh, between the actors in LA as compared to the actors in Europe. It's a very different look for the headshots. I don't know, call me biased, but I actually prefer the headshots in Europe to the headshots in America. Oh my God, definitely avoid something like that. Jesus Christ, that doesn't even look real. She's had so much work done. Oh, that poor woman. Anyway, uh, moving on. This is a really nice headshot. She's, you know, you see her, you see her as I assume she looks without too much makeup. Um, she's got a nice expression. She's well lit. The colors are nice. I personally think you should stay away from plaids. I know they're very popular in the States. It's like the prerequisite plaid shirt to show the mom, the, you know, the everyday woman. But I think you can do that without going into crazy patterns that distract the eye. That is the first thing that your eye goes to is this pattern as opposed to her face. And her face should be the first thing you're looking at. This is a nice headshot. She's, she's well lit. She's got a nice expression. 
She's wearing a nice mono color, but it's a good color for her. And it brings attention, but not too much attention. This, there's just way too much going on here. This doesn't even look professional. Yeah, again and again and again. So just go through and look look to the pictures that stand out to you. This is a great headshot, although, I mean, honestly, I would actually like more contrast between her face and the background. Um, but maybe that's just me. This one looks a little bit too glamorous for my taste. I think you should go with more natural headshots so that they can truly see you as you when you walk into the room. This is a nice headshot. Um, yeah. Okay, so I hope you're getting the idea. That's all you need to do. Once you've got these, your headshots picked, and obviously you just need to click on the headshot up there to pick it or to take a closer look at it, write her down on a list for yourself. She may even have her, her representation here. If so, that's fantastic because then what I would do is go over to her agency and start checking out what other actors they have in this category. So say she's my category. Um, I would want to know, is she booking with this picture? Is this picture working for her? What kind of work is she getting? Is she getting co-stars? Is she getting guest stars? Who's representing her? All of those kind of things are super important. But the main thing is, is first just to figure out what kind of headshot you need and, and how to go about getting it and what makes a good headshot. And the truth of the matter is, the more you study headshots, the better you will get at, dis at discerning what makes a good headshot. So I hope this has been helpful. And now back to the video. Once you've got 10 or 20 profiles gathered, study them to see what you like about their headshots. Look and see who the photographers are and write those down for later. You'll need those names when you start to make some cash and can afford to have your headshots done professionally. Next, see who your chosen actors are repped by and go to the agency's websites to do more research. Some agencies don't actually display their talent and some do. It's kind of catch as catch can. But most agencies these days also have an Instagram profile. And believe you me, they will definitely display pictures of the actors on their rosters who are booking. Study their pictures and note the kinds of roles and productions that they've booked. This can come in handy when you're trying to figure out where you fit into the market. In other words, your branding. Once you've got a sense of what kind of headshots are doing the trick for actors in your region, you can begin your hunt for photographers. Now, almost every part of the world has Facebook groups that revolve around TFP or time for pictures. Here's where we dive into how you can find professional photographers who'd be up for snapping your photos free of charge. What's up, bold one? My name is Anne Alexander Cedar, and I am here to motivate, inspire, and most of all, empower you onto becoming a successful actor and reaching your goals. So what is TFP? It stands for time for pictures. And it's exactly what it sounds like. You offer your time and face to photographers and they will give you the digital files in exchange. Different photographers will have different stipulations. Some will offer to Photoshop a few pictures that you pick. Others will give you all the raw files to do yourself. Don't worry. I've got a solution for that as well. The main thing is you don't have to pay with cash, just your time. TFP photographers range from amateur to professional, who for a variety of reasons are offering their services for free. Why? Well, 
The amateurs are self-explanatory. They want to gain experience. But why would professional photographers offer their services for free? Well, they might want to switch the kind of photography they're known for. Say, a wedding photographer who wants to get into shooting actors' headshots. Or maybe they just bought a new lens and they want to get a feel for how it looks before they start actually charging their clients for it. Just like you, photographers need to market their product. The only difference is you are your product. And for the photographers, it's their skill they're selling. You're going to need to do your research here too. Hey, I never said it was going to be easy to get your headshots done for free. You always have to trade something in your life. And when you don't have money, you're usually trading your time. Now, once you've chosen some photographers whose photos you like, you can DM them and ask if they'd be interested in shooting some TFP pictures with you. You'll, of course, need to send them a few pictures of yourself so they can make their decision. Make sure the pictures you send are just your face and shoulders. Don't send anything sexy or suggestive. You don't want them to get the wrong idea for what kind of pictures you want taken. And if you're a woman, don't shoot alone with a man you don't know. Use common sense, please, and don't put yourself in danger. This is also a great way to practice for when you pay for your headshots. The more experienced you are, the easier it is to relax and get the best, most authentic pictures. I have done this many times before I've gone on to shoot with a known headshot photographer. And actually, sometimes I've gotten amazing pictures out of it, like these. I mean, when you think about it, in my life, if you figure, okay, I've been acting for... 25, 30 years professionally, a long time. So figure every two years. So just say roundabout, I've had my headshots done 15 times. 15 times. That's nothing. And getting your headshots taken is a skill. So 15 times every, you know, once every couple of years is not really working on that skill. So even if you're just using this to get comfortable getting your picture taken, it's still totally worth it. Also, being able to judge what makes a good headshot and who has the skills to deliver is a skill just like any other. The more you practice, the better you'll get. So try and shoot with as many different photographers as you can. Some things to negotiate beforehand. How many looks will a photographer shoot? Do they work with a makeup artist? And if so, are they willing to do natural makeup? You definitely don't want to be too made up for your headshots, which might not be as interesting to MUAs who are also trying to build up their own portfolios. How many pictures will they give you? Will they be retouched, filtered? Again, very light retouching is okay. Anything else is a bad idea. And God forbid, stay the hell away from AI pictures. They are the worst, worst, so, so inauthentic and immediately identifiable as AI pictures. Most photographers will run their pictures through Lightroom so they can have a certain look and feel. And this is totally fine as long as you are still the main focus not their presets. Some photographers will ask you to sign a release form. This is pretty normal. Usually the photographers own the copyright to the pictures they take, but never, and I mean never, sign away the rights to your image. I know someone who shot with a stock photographer who then, unbeknownst to her, turned around and sold her images to a large supermarket chain. She was later cast in a huge commercial campaign by a competing supermarket chain. Fantastic, right? Well, it was until that supermarket found out she had been featured in the other supermarket's print material. And then not only did she lose the job, which was worth many, many, many tens of thousands of euros, but she almost got sued. Seriously, do not 
sell your images to stock photographers. The key takeaway here is this. Do your homework. It's super important to get to know the photographer and understand the setup before you agree to anything. Even more important, your safety and comfort should always come first. No good headshot is worth risking that. Copacetic, moving on. By the way, if you want to know how not only to prepare for your headshot session, but also how to make sure you do your part to get your most compelling pictures, watch this video with Danny Fernandez next. I'll put a link to it in the show notes and I will also link to it at the end of this video. Also, if you're finding any of this useful, please like and subscribe. I do put a lot of work into each and every one of these videos. So you taking the time to click on a couple of buttons tells me and the algorithms that you value my efforts. All right. Back to the pics. Now, it's not common to find photographers who don't want to give their images a bit of post-production love. You know, a little touch of Photoshop or Lightroom. But say a photographer does hand over the raw files from your shoot. You can always hit up platforms like Fiverr or Upwork. There you'll find talented folks who can give your images the final touch. Sure, it's going to cost a little, but if it means you end up with stunning professional headshots, it's a no-brainer. Just keep an eye out for anyone going overboard with the edit. Did I mention you should grab a pen and paper at the beginning of this episode? <laughs> well, you might want to at this point because I have got lots of other free resources for you. Or you could always save this episode to come back to later. Whatever works best for you. So what are some other free resources? Community colleges, adult continuing education, and media arts schools and universities are great resources. Get in touch with the photography teachers and tell them you'd like to pose for their students to build up your portfolio and get experience. Again, make sure you know what kind of photography they specialize in. You don't want to show up thinking you're going to get some great new headshots and they're not even interested in that part of your anatomy. You know what I mean? Also, photographers often participate in meetups or workshops to practice new techniques or work with new people. Check out meetup.com. They are worldwide, and I'm sure there'll be at least one group in your area. Offered a model for their next event. And by the way, model just means anyone who sits for a photographer in this sense. It's not about looks or size. Another good resource could be camera stores or photography equipment companies. Sometimes they host demonstrations or workshops when they need models to showcase their new products. And if you have a skill or service that could be valuable to a photographer, such as, I don't know, website design, social media marketing, makeup artistry, whatever, you could propose a trade of services. And lastly, nonprofit work. Even some really well-known photographers might be willing to exchange their services for volunteering in a nonprofit project or cause they support. Be creative. You are a creative person. So be creative. On the other hand, if you've got a little bit of money set aside, then spend a little, get a lot. You could join forces with a couple of other actors and split the cost. You could hire a photographer and makeup artist for the whole day and set up a rotation. One of you is in front of the lens, another is getting made up, and the third is on the lookout for any, I don't know, out of place details. This way, even when the makeup artist is occupied, there's someone spotting for any wardrobe malfunctions or hair mishaps. Plus, everyone gets several looks from the session. In my experience, teaming up with, I don't know, about three people is a really good number. It keeps the process smooth and efficient. Also, if you don't need a lot of new looks, many headshot photographers offer different packages or might even have a sale going on. You don't have to hire them for the full day. And hey, 
If you do come across a photographer whose work really speaks to you, just ask. The worst they can do is say no. You could also buddy up with a group of actors and each one of you shoots one look. Think of it as an actor's assembly line. Photographers are creative folks and they're often open for mixing things up a bit, especially if they've got a free slot in their calendar. By the way, if this solution appeals to you, you might want to check out my video on curating community with other actors. Now, when it comes to preparing for your headshots, as I mentioned, I've got a really in-depth video that covers a lot of the prep for your best headshots. So I'll just be brief here. You want to choose several looks. Each look should focus on a different essence or combination of essences, as opposed to a stereotype character. For example, competent and caring could cover a whole range of possible roles, such as a nurse, working mother, school principal, or boss, just to name a very, very few. The important thing is not to focus so much on the character as much as you focus on the qualities you want to show. A nurse is a generalization. Caring and competent is specific. If you're not aware of your essences, then grab a list of adjectives and start asking people to circle at least 10 that they think apply to you. But most people are aware of their main qualities. At the very least, you'll want one theatrical headshot, which is generally more serious, and one commercial headshot with you smiling. Ideally, you'll have three to six different looks for your photo session. Your headshots should hint at the kinds of roles that you might play without indicating. That means that your clothes, posture, and lighting are all helping to create a mood that points in a certain direction that represents the types of roles you'd typically be cast in. So you'll definitely want to coordinate your clothes, hairstyle, and grooming to the the specific looks you're going for. For me, I might choose warm and maternal as one of my looks. That means that I would choose clothes, makeup, and hairstyle that portray someone with these qualities. What does that mean? For example, little to no makeup, casual clothes, loose hair, maybe a ponytail. I'd also have prepared some thoughts about my son to think of during the shoot. Another set of qualities based on my essences might be strong and in control. Obviously for that look, I choose completely different clothes and hairstyles. Here too, I'd be thinking of a situation where I felt strong and in control to reflect on during the shoot to make sure I was projecting the right feelings. Because remember, feelings turn into thoughts and thoughts turn into expression without having to fake it. This is all about branding. In other words, how you want the powers that be to see and cast you is so important. I cannot stress this enough. You must teach the people in control of casting how you want to be cast. Of course, you need to be realistic about this, but the rules are getting broken more and more today, and there are less and less boundaries. If people can see it, they can believe it. So it's up to you to show them how to cast you. All of your marketing material should reflect the kinds of roles you want to be getting, not necessarily the kind of roles you are getting. I've actually got two videos coming up that you are not going to want to miss. The first one is a huge masterclass on branding for actors, and the other one is all about how to get new showreel material for free. So make sure to hit the like and subscribe button to be notified so you don't miss anything.
If you can't find any of the resources I mentioned, your next best option is going to be a good camera like, I don't know, a Sony or Canon, Fuji or whatever. It doesn't really matter. It needs to be a good camera. If you can't find someone who's willing to lend you their camera and you've got a relatively new cell phone, chances are you've got an amazing camera as most cell phones have a portrait mode. This is definitely not ideal, but it's better than nothing. Always take imperfect action as opposed to no action at all. Go out with a friend and shoot a ton of pictures. Treat this photo shoot as you would any other. Just get the practice for it, right? Pick out your outfits and looks. Aim for between three to six different changes of clothing and have fun. It's best to avoid direct sunlight as this causes really harsh shadows. Cloudy days are actually fantastic for soft lighting. Make sure that you are the focus of your headshots, not your clothes or the background. And don't stand right up against a wall or background. Everything should have space so that you have a nice depth of field. Look for areas that are protected by direct sunlight, like under bridges, gazebos, walkways, doorways, etc. The more you shoot, the better your chances are of getting one or two really great headshots out of your photo session. So don't be stingy. It's just digital, folks. You can delete this from your camera. So now that you've shot your pics, you need to choose your favorites. Ugh. When it comes to choosing your best headshots, you are not always your best judge. It's human nature to want to choose the pictures that are the most flattering, but they may not always be the best representation of your essences. Your pictures, more than anything, need to authentically represent you. So if you know other actors, let them help you. Ask them to choose their five to 10 favorites. If you don't know other actors, ask friends and family. What should they be looking for? A few pictures from each look that are the most authentic and are conveying something. There needs to be something going on in your eyes. We need to see that the lights are on and somebody's home and that you are a three-dimensional human being with complex thoughts. You wanna look believable and real. This more than anything. Even more important, like I said, your headshots need to look like you today, not how you looked five years ago or how you'd look again if you cut your hair in a certain hairstyle. They need to be immediately recognizable as you when you walk into the room. There should be no doubt in anybody's mind. By the way, Google Drive is a great and free resource. You can upload all of your pictures and then just send out the link of your files to the people you want to view them. This saves them from having to download huge space-hogging files on their own computers. Very considerate. Your people will thank you for it. The truth is, the more experience you have in the acting industry, the better your feel is going to be for what makes a good headshot and what you need to do to achieve the results you want. Your experience is going to affect the photographers you choose, the clothing you take to your shoot, and even your poses. Another thing to avoid, speaking of clothing, are busy things. You're gonna want um, monocolored clothing. Still photography uses an entirely different skill set than acting on camera. So it's always a good idea to practice so when you're ready to shell out your hard-earned shekels, you'll be confident in getting the results you need. So let me know in the comments below which of these techniques you're going to try out or if you've tried out any of them. And if you like this video, do me a solid and take a screenshot of it, then share it on Instagram. Make sure to tag me at Ann Alexander Cedar or at ActBold, and I will share your screenshots on my stories. Until next time, you stay your bold and beautiful self. Bye-bye.